Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Right on, dude. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good, man. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. My kids uh, play uh, minor hockey as well. They're stoked, man. <laughs> They're stoked that uh, I was like, "Oh no, you got to get one where he's, you know, the Hurricanes. I don't play for these guys anymore. Well, I don't have the Hurricanes. I don't have the Hurricanes." But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, and, and it got me thinking. Like, you know, my kids are pretty young. So, what's your first uh, like hockey memory? Hmm. my first hockey memory i don't know it, i we used to do these uh mario Lemieux used to do um like these little kids hockey camps at pittsburgh and i right and we used to always go to those and he would take pictures with the kids after the camp and i still have a picture of me when i was probably five or six um sitting on mario's lap which is pretty cool that is deadly and of course you're born in pittsburgh and everybody yep. always is like, is it is it Lemieux? Is it Gretzky? Who who do you think is was better? Well, I, I wasn't really around for Gretzky at all to watch, but I mean, in my mind, I grew up watching Mario, and there's nobody better than than he was in my mind. Yeah, the monster like okay with taking hits, threw the body really well. Of course, was just an amazing scorer. Like, it's something else. Big right? body. Yeah, yeah putting multiple different eras and dominated in all of them. Yeah. Right. And, and, and if those guys were to play in today's NHL, would they be as dominant as they were? Do you think? I mean, Mario kind of did play in this, this, maybe not this generation, but he played in an era that was still really fast and tough at the same time. Um, with not as many of the rule changes that help out offensive players. So I think um, what he did in the early 2000s was pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and how old were you when you were like, you know what? Like, maybe I can go all the way with this. I don't know. I mean, I've been asked that question so many times. It's tough to, to pinpoint time wherever I thought, like, oh, I'm going to play in the NHL. It's so hard to – as a kid, you're not really thinking about that. I think – I know I wanted to from a very young age. Um. But it wasn't really until I was in the minors that I thought maybe I could, you know, that it was like a reality that I just may. Yeah. And and so so being drafted, uh, well, we're over 10 years now. It was the 2011 entry draft. Uh, yep. So you're into your 11th year now. It, is it just like impossible for you to pick a career highlight? Could you nail it down to like one thing? No. Um, No, it's tough to do. I mean, I haven't won a Stanley Cup, which is the main goal, and everything, everything else, individual accomplishments, stats, and stuff like that, they all kind of mesh together. Yeah, I did win a World Junior Championship whenever I was still in junior, which is one of my biggest accomplishments. Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and can you remember the first uh, game you played in the NHL? Yep, 
it was against Buffalo when I was playing for Florida. I got called up at, at the deadline, um, played the last 20 games my first year. Um, played Buffalo game one, Boston game two. How long before you got a point? A point? I'm not sure. I scored my fifth game. Okay. Okay. Uh, geez, there's been a, a fair uh, amount of buzz with uh, you and Marshawn the last uh, few days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where you'd kind of tongue in cheek said like, what are you calling me a rat? You know, where they, he kind of compared you and, and Brad uh, as players. And then he jumps on his Instagram, Brad does. And, and, and says, it's like comparing you two. And I just want to get quick thoughts and we'll get some fan questions out of you here in, in a sec. But w- what do you think about the, his chirp back to you with like, Oh, it's like comparing a Lambo to a Prius. It is what it is. He's <laughs> going to be so, he's going to be vocal on social media. I mean, if you if you listen to the interview originally, I didn't exactly call him a rat. I was just uh, I was getting asked about our similarities, and the follow up to that was that I'm an agitator and I like to get under people's skin, which is when I said, "Are you calling me a rat?" Right. So it wasn't like I was calling him a rat, but I guess that's what the media does. Well, like, well so what uh, media does is they grab something, they take it out of context, they throw that around. Because, like, as a fan, that's dude, that's what we're seeing. You know, yeah, you don't right. see the interview, which is fine. Yeah, if that's yeah. going to get some buzz around hockey and get people talking about them, then great. I mean, I'm not trying to to start any, anything on yeah. social media. I'm I'm not getting very vocal on social media. <laughs> All right, I got a few uh, fan questions here for you, Vincent. Um, Rob has a couple. He goes, uh, "How much fun has it been to create the, the after game celebrations? And if they really care what other teams and people think about it, because like Cherry was, of course." super vocal about you know he didn't like it and like so what, yeah. what are your thoughts on that because like as a as a fan man, i think it's it's cool i think it's cool you know it's different now that i am here i want before i got here i did think it was kind of corny and and cheesy but um when you see the, the fan interaction that it actually gets whenever you're here and how into it the fans really are i mean you go back a few years before i'm not saying the storm surge is what what got fans in the stands. If you go back a few years, there wasn't a whole lot of fans in the stands in Carolina. And, and kind of since you started interacting with the fans a little bit more, obviously the team's a little bit better now, but um, there's, we, we get phenomenal crowds here in Carolina now. So you, it's tough to, tough to argue with it. Oh, totally. I mean, you got, you guys are going up against NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly. Uh, okay. So Rob goes, uh, and has he been starstruck by any player? Starstruck by any player that I played against? Played against or met or, or whatever, I guess, yeah. Uh, I think the first time that I played against Sid um, in Pittsburgh my first year, I don't know if I'd say starstruck, but it, it was pretty surreal. I mean, I, growing up in Pittsburgh, I, I looked up to Sid and, um, for his first, I think it was five, six years um, before I came to the league. I, I Obviously, everybody was in awe at how good he was. So, um, going against him, I think it was like the first face off of the game uh, at center ice. I got to go against him, and it was pretty <laughs> surreal looking across across the center dot and seeing him. But once the game starts, it kind of all fades away. Yeah, yeah, fair. I mean, obviously, being you know Canadian and him scoring that huge goal in uh, the 2010 uh, Olympics, like he's a freaking he's a legend. Guy's a legend. Yeah. 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 Uh, Wes wants to know, he goes, say, ask him what he thinks about their social media team. 
Like, do the guys keep up with it for fun or is it just something that happens and they don't discuss it amongst players? Just curious what his take is, if he's even got one. Um, I think our social team's great. I think they do a great job. Just like we were talking about fan interaction, they do a great job at interacting with fans. Um, and I think that's a big part of, of growing the game of hockey. So um, they're doing a great job. Yeah, they are. They're killing it for sure. Uh, Ken wants to know, he goes, what's it like playing for Brindamore? Incredible. Right. Brody's, yeah, he's one of the best coaches, if not the best coach I've ever had. Yeah. Um, what is it that kind of sets him maybe apart from, from somebody else? There's honestly a lot of things. He, he does so many things so well. He, uh, I mean, it helps that he played 1,600 games in the National Hockey League. He's been there. He's done that. Right. Everything that he's preaching, he, he backed it up with the way he played. Um, the way he coaches is, is the same way he played. It's, it's all – all heart. Um, he just asks that we give him our 100% effort. And, uh, if we make mistakes, we make mistakes. It's, it's, he just makes it very easy on us to, to go out and want to play for him. Um, and you can tell how, how much he cares, which, which is a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, Martin goes, uh, before the NHL, was there ever a time where you thought you wouldn't make it? I don't think so. I mean, there's not saying that I thought that I was going to make it at a young age. It's just that that wasn't a thought until like you said, like I was drafted, like I was drafted and playing in the minors. And, and at that point I didn't think I'm not going to make it. I I always thought that I would, after I had gotten drafted, it was kind of just working, working as hard as I could to, to make sure that it, that it did happen. But the thought of me not playing in the NHL was never there. Right. Uh, and last one, and then we'll get into some other areas besides hockey. Um, Jared goes, what does he think about the Sebastian Ajo offer sheet drama between the Canes and, and the Habs? I guess that was from a couple, three years back now, hey? Yeah, I, I wasn't even here whenever that happened. But, I mean, uh, I mean, Ajo is an extreme, extremely good hockey player. So, I think oh, dude. It's one of the best, to not man. make an offer sheet would be more, <laughs> would yeah. be more ridiculous. Yeah, true. Okay, let's get outside of hockey and what you're known for here real quick, uh, uh, Vincent. So, w- which uh, TV shows and series have you been binge-watching lately? Lately, I just finished Yellowstone and uh, Succession. They just Both of those seasons just ended. Yeah. Um, I was obsessed with both of them. Me and my wife watch them every Sunday. Um, I think I've watched just about every show that there is on Netflix at this point. Since, I know, right? <laughs> since the, the pandemic started, I've pretty much watched them all. Yeah, yeah. Have, did, have you checked out um, uh, uh, the Boba Fett series on Disney? Are you a fan of Star Wars? No, no I actually am not a big I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Not that I'm not a fan. i just actually never seen it. Yeah. Oh, really? Well. Yeah. Uh, how about superhero movies and stuff like, uh, you know, Avengers? That's the one thing. That's the one thing me and my wife wanted wanted to start doing. I, I know that they have like in chronological order on Disney. Yeah, and yeah. we started we started the Avengers um, with uh, the Captain America and did a few. I mean, I've seen a bunch of them, just not in order. Yeah, true. Uh, I don't know that I've ever watched it in order either. It's like fuck. I don't know. Is there an order? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. So if you could have one superpower, which power would you want to have? A big one. Uh... I think I'd want to read people's minds. There's Although that might be that might be overwhelming. I was going to say there could be some deep <laughs> shit going on there. <laughs> yeah, 
That'd be quite the power. Uh, curious, what was the music like in the Trocheck uh, house as a kid growing up? Like, what are your parents playing? Um, it's pretty wide range. I mean, my dad, I know, I just, I can remember the three CDs he had in his car were Journey, uh, actually it was four, Journey, White Snake, Phil Collins, and Dixie Dregs was a jazz band that he always listened to. But my dad played jazz. Um, he played piano and saxophone um in college and, and before college my mom my mom listened to pretty much everything uh my mom's family big andre bocelli fan so we heard a lot of that growing up yeah, okay and what was your first concert you went to first concert i think my first concert wasn't until i was like 16 17 it was uh jason aldean okay are oh, you a country guy yeah i like country i like everything but i'm a big country fan in the summers yeah, I got a buddy working down in uh, Nashville that runs the the Big Loud uh, Records, I think it's called. Oh, yeah, named, that's awesome. This guy named Joey Moy, and they're like, you know, it's Dallas Smith, and like, uh, yep. who's the big uh, band that they work with? Um, I'm sure if you're going to name some bands, but anyway, so yeah, so I, I got a couple buddies that are in that world. I'm more of a rock guy. I used to be a rock DJ before getting into podcasting seven years back, but that's uh, interesting. Yep. Oh, yeah, um, I'm a big country fan, Nashville fan. Yeah. Uh, all right, dude, I'll, I'll respect your time here, Vincent. I appreciate you again for jumping on here. So I'll ask no you problem. a couple more questions and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, if you're, if you're okay with, with sharing this, or maybe you don't have, maybe, maybe you don't gamble. What's the most you've won. What's the most you've lost gambling. It's honestly not much either way. I, I usually limit myself to a, a couple hundred bucks uh like at the casino usually the casinos in vegas are what kill me the most but oh yeah i guess I, I, they always, I always lose there but not nothing crazy yeah not in the same way you know maybe 50 bucks 100 bucks with the boys get on a ufc fight or you know what i mean something like yeah that. yeah speaking of do you do you watch the fights i usually try to watch the bigger the the main event big fights in ufc i love ufc yeah same yeah, I try to get on fighters as much as I can. I love yeah. that shit. Uh, last question, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to this. Maybe maybe you've got a, a great story to share here. Do you have a near-death story where you're like, holy crap, man, I could have died just now? Yeah, actually, I do. Happened in uh, – I was playing in San Antonio in the minors, and uh, my roommate was Michael Hauser, who's now uh, in, in Buffalo, the goalie. And he had this um, – this Lexus SUV is a big SUV, like a GX 70 or something like that. I think it was called, but anyway, we were on, on our way to a game. Um, and we were on the highway and just up ahead of us was a, uh, another car was getting on the highway on an on-ramp. And just as he got on ahead of us, I guess, uh, now I, after the fact, I know the driver of the car had a seizure Oh, wow. um, while I was behind the wheel, but from our view, it just looked like he did a U-turn right in front of us. And we T-boned him going about 65 miles an hour. Um, we both spun out of control. We got T-boned from somebody else behind us. Our car was totaled, smashed. It was, um, Holy it was a disaster. Yeah. We were like a couple feet from the overpass too. We almost went over the side of the overpass, but I just, it was like kind of 
it was pretty movie like like you know how in the movies you see whenever you're, you're there's a crash you, the person that part of the crash sees white and you can't really hear anything and it all goes yeah. fairly slow and that's pretty that's pretty accurate to how it actually felt like i know isn't that weird i've been in a car accident too where uh you know we same thing there i t-boned and it's like man you look at the the driver and and it's like slow motion almost like yeah. how does that how does that happen man yeah, everybody says it, that though yeah and it was like a white i mean i hit my head off the windshield and uh concussed and stuff but it wasn't i mean we were we were both fine the car was if it wasn't for the car we were driving i think we would have been a little bit more trouble the car was massive but the whole front end was smashed in and wow um yeah that was scary that could have been a lot worse dude for sure yeah for sure yeah yeah uh vincent thanks thanks again man for jumping on uh we have vincent trocheck here wrong card <laughs> but uh you know who it is uh, on, the, on the podcast uh you're at v underscore trocheck on twitter i couldn't find an instagram account do you have one trocheck underscore 21 on instagram okay cool awesome uh thanks again for doing this good luck with the rest of the season and i guess we'll see you online sounds good man thank you thanks for having me the Toddcast podcast on toddhancock.ca hi it's jennifer a founder of go kid go and a mom to two kids Join my family on the story train with Calm Conductor Birdie each night as we travel through the magic rainbow tunnel to everywhere and anywhere to find the best bedtime stories. Search for Story Train on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 